Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. And for the first time in a minute, I am flying solo. I had some scheduling conflicts with a potential guest. And, you know, with Labor Day coming up at the end of the summer, it's it can be hard to book people. All right. But I did watch the Men Tell All, of course, aka the two-hour infomercial for Bros, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Happy Hour, Virgin Cruise Lines, um, and you know, the little bit of information about Gabby and Rachel's season that was snuck in there. Um, I watched that. There's also a few other little Bachelor Nation nuggets I wanted to to touch on. Um, we're just going to see what happens here on the solo recap of The Men Tell All. So of course, last night's episode of The Bachelorette did kick off with um, Avon's hometown date with Rachel. And I really like, I really like Avon, but it was really, really hard for me personally to get reinvested in hometowns after watching six of them last week, we had Gabby's three Rachel's first three. And now knowing we're at the tell all because we kick off with Jesse Palmer at the tell all teasing that we're going to get to the men which we never even really do if we're being honest here. But then all of a sudden we're in Salem, Massachusetts. And I love Salem, Massachusetts. I have family who lives in Salem, Massachusetts. I love witches. I love, I love drama. I love spells, but I just had a really hard time caring about Avon's hometown when I was supposed to be watching the mental, even though I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. They told us, I get it. We have two leads. The format has been wonky this whole time. And I just, I didn't like it. I think that we could have cut down some of the Tyler last week if we wanted to fit in. Avon made it, made it a little longer of an episode, cut down claim to fame, which is the show that they air after the bachelorette. I think it just ended. If you haven't been watching it, it's um, Frankie Jonas and Kevin Jonas. So the oldest Jonas brother and the bonus Jonas hosting celebrity relatives. So you got some cousins in there, some nieces and nephews, some sons and daughters of famous people who are pretending or not telling each other who they're related to. And they have to guess based on clues and these like games are playing. Honestly, I watched the first two episodes. It sucked me in. Then it's leaked online who everybody was and I was beyond satisfied, but maybe make that episode half hour or skip that one week so we could do hometowns in one fell swoop or just edit this a little better because I felt bad that I couldn't give Avon like the attention he probably deserved because I was just not ready to be watching this. That being said, of course, I did watch the whole thing and 
They set up some good stuff here too, because his parents are divorced. They haven't been in the same room together since he graduated college. Rachel's nervous because he's kind of basically told her that they're skeptical to the process. And Rachel's also nervous because according to reality, Steve, this was the first hometown date she filmed, despite the fact that she claimed that, you know, she was in the voiceover that she was worried because last her last date didn't go so well, which was with Tino. That was really it hadn't happened yet. So there's some editing things here. They never air the hometown dates and sometimes not even the fantasy suite dates in order just based on the narrative. But um, for this, it didn't really make sense to me. I think he could have gone first. What would have been the difference of him going first versus Zach going first? Both of them went really well. Actually pretty similar. Um, both uh, Avon's parents were supposedly skeptical and they asked her a few questions, but she won them over pretty quick. And there wasn't really any drama with them being in the same room. Again, they hinted that there could be, but there really wasn't. It was a pretty solid hometown date. They're falling in love with each other. In my opinion, it's still just so clearly Tino as the winner and the one Rachel is infatuated with and focused on that it's hard to get super invested. But I think he's a really good guy. And I think my gut tells me they really want Nate to be the bachelor for whatever reason. But I think even could be a bachelor. I I feel like there's more to him that we didn't really get to know. Speaking of things we didn't get to know or see, you guys, they cut the freaking rose ceremony from the episode. This had me pretty shook. The rose ceremony is the house that the bachelorette and the bachelor is built on. It's one of the only things that we've had consistently throughout this run. And I get it. You know, Rachel sent home Tyler during hometowns. So it makes sense that she wouldn't want to eliminate someone else. Gabby lost Logan last week during or two weeks ago because of COVID and only went on three hometown dates. So should they get gypped and have to only have two fantasy suites? No, they can take all three. But we could have had some suspense there and seen them maybe like agonizing over it and then had Jesse Palmer be like, you know what? As I said, this is your journey. You can keep them all. And then maybe seeing the guy's reactions to them keeping it all. Apparently I can go watch this on abc.com, but I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to go to abc.com. When I spent two hours watching this program, expecting to see, I would have loved to see Tino's face. Again, I know I can go do this on abc.com, but I wanted to on primetime television, maybe see Tino's reaction to finding out that he got the rose, even though Rachel's parents, Rachel thinks his parents hate her or see Tino's reaction to the other guys getting roses and her not sending them home because we know that he's been a little jealous in the in the more recent uh group dates seeing the guys faces when tyler didn't show up seeing gabby's guys we see eric in the preview for hometowns clearly you know pretty much all in and you know he had a very emotional time with his dad what what was his reaction to finding out that gabby didn't want to cut anyone after not cutting anyone the week before either despite the fact that they kept all of them there could have been tension you've put that music there and this show gives you all the tension you need it's about the edit it's about the music it's not about seeing meatball pour sauce all over himself in front of billy eichner and luke mcfarland and listen i like billy eichner and luke mcfarland i've watched billy on the street clips for years i watched the hallmark channel in which luke mcfarland has been a star and I'm going to see the movie bros before this promo and before the VMAs promo with bros before this ABC hijacking of my mental all with bros. I was planning to see it and I'm still going to see it because I'm an ally and because I like to laugh and I freaking love the movies. Okay. I'm an AMC steps member. I'm going to see bros. Why couldn't we have had the bros bonus scene of Luke McFarlane and Billy Eichner playing whatever that game was that they tried to make on abc.com. That would have been a 
straight on abc.com for people who can't get enough of bros or bonus clips or would watch anything bachelor related which by the way no judgment i'm pretty much do the same as a job put that on abc.com i'm sorry it was just mind-blowing to me now the tell-all the tell-all is never as good as you want it to be let's just call spade a spade i love this show i really do but it's not a housewives reunion if you watch bravo you know that when andy cohen sits down with his stack of cards you're very rarely disappointed with the results because it's an excuse for andy to get even shadier than he does on watch Robins live to get put all those questions that while the show was airing that they didn't know to address you know, fully because they had to still couldn't spoil anything on Watch Robins Live or whatever. The reunion of a housewife or a Vanderpump Rules or a Southern Charm or Below Deck, whatever it is, it rarely disappoints. And um, a tell-all has its moments. We certainly have had moments. And part of the show, part of The Bachelor's identity is they try to like lean into being goofy sometimes, but they pick and choose when. You know, it's like sometimes we're having Evan Bass jump out of a cake to do a gender reveal and other times, you know, we're crying about bullying and slut shaming on stage. So the tell all in the re- after the final roses, like they never really have a consistent tone. But for a season that has had a decent amount of chatter online about the women being put against each other, about whether having two bachelorettes was the right call, about men who have been accused of, you know, not treating them fairly, about Nate, who has been accused of a lot of things. It felt like we could have done better. And listen, full transparency. The cruise line, guys, they sent me a free cruise too. I got it in the mail a few weeks ago as part of a press package during the first episode of when they were on the boat. I haven't booked the cruise because I I think there might be some red tape in there. I don't know how free it actually is. I don't know what you have to pay for, if it's taxes, if it's alcohol. I haven't looked that closely into it, not to be ungrateful, Virgin Cruise Lines, because you know what? I might, I might do it. Like you can leave out of Miami or Barcelona. I'm a little bit intrigued by a Barcelona cruise. Can't lie. You stop in a bunch of different places. I've always wanted to go to Spain. Um, so I, I can't lie to you and say you won't see me on one of these cruise ships on Instagram at one point, but you might not. And I do think it was absurd. I mean, again, this show loves editing tricks, but to tease news that could change Bachelor Nation. And again, the people in the crowd, they are, I guess, part of Bachelor Nation. Some of them, I think, are actors. Some of them are usually members of the press this year. Um, unfortunately, Us Weekly did not get the invite. I know the last couple tell-alls I've had, one of our LA reporters recap with me. They weren't there. We weren't invited. I don't know why. I'm sad about it. I want to be invited. ABC, if you're listening, I, I'm critical because I love you and I love this franchise. Please, please don't excommunicate us from the tell-alls. Um, I hope to do press with Gabby and Rachel when their finale airs. They, they, I haven't heard. I try to be fair. You know what I mean? And I try to be honest. And so does Us Weekly as far as reporting in The Bachelor. But anyway, we people got cruises. Good, good congrats to them. I wonder if they'll go. I wonder if we can all, you know, coordinate um, on our boat together. But um, yeah, I mean, it's also hard because... The rose or the men tell all is for people who, you know, did something wrong, did something shady to answer for themselves. And two of those people, Chris and Hayden, were nowhere to be found. And as a result, it became the men talking crap about Chris and Hayden. And I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. I'm not saying they weren't right with their analysis of those two. But it never feels good to talk about the person when they can't defend themselves. The gang up, no matter what reality show it is, it's not great. And it's on them for not coming because I'm sure they were invited. I feel like I've had alums tell me before, you're not forced to go. You're encouraged to go. If you don't want to pursue a future on reality TV or Bachelor Nation, I guess it's a good idea. Maybe not to. I remember Sarah from Matt James season. I feel like she didn't go and she was like major headlines on the show and off the show. Haven't, you know, seen her in Bachelor Nation since. 
makes sense. If you want to just draw the line and pretend this never happened because you felt like you were done dirty, I guess that's fine. But usually you get a redemption arc. I mean, Logan and what's his name? Tom, clean this up. Logan and Logan and Jacob were kind of the only two quote unquote villains or guys who had anything to answer to. And not only were they the two in paradise, they also had their moment. They both got to, you know, apologize. Jacob said he, there was no excuses. He was rude. He was selfish. He was ignorant. When Gabby and Rachel came out, he got emotional and Gabby accepted his apology. You know, um, same thing kind of happened with Logan. Instead of trying to figure out more about Logan's supposed battle with COVID-19, I'm not saying he didn't test positive for COVID. I'm saying there's still an asterisk there of what the hell happened on that boat that everything could go on besides that cocktail party and we never saw any closure from Logan. That didn't come up. But what did come up is, you know, him jumping ship between Gabby and Rachel. And he had his moment and he came off great saying, you know what? I thought I was going to get sent home. I thought it was a risk. We see him in the trailer for Paradise. He played the game. You know what I mean? When when Rachel came out, she didn't really say much to Logan, but she did apologize to her suitors and said, I'm sorry that it overshadowed that group date. And I, I should have gone on it. You're right. So they got their closure. They got to move on. We see Tar- Jacob slash Tarzan hooking up with Shrimp Shanae in the VIP trailer. Logan got a lot of screen time in that VIP trailer. So they made amends. So Hayden and Chris, for whatever reason, didn't feel like it was worth it to them. I would imagine we don't see much of them moving forward. I hope Hayden's dog is okay. I wonder if they tuned in. Maybe we'll find out on ABC.com. Roby dyed his hair to look like Draco Malfoy. He did that classic thing of went out night one, but I watched the season and I have opinions because I met you guys for five minutes. Came off desperate like he usually does. I'm sure he's a decent dude, but like didn't do much for me. The hair, I guess, was to make a statement, but almost backfired because then it was like, who is this man? Sorry to this man. I don't know this man. To quote Kiki Palmer. He kind of was doing that like audition for Bachelor in Paradise, but we know he wasn't there because he's not in the trailer. And I feel like that would have been out. Um, Somebody else who wasn't there and wouldn't necessarily be there, but might have been in the Bachelor in Paradise trailer. I don't know this for a fact, and I might be starting a rumor, but I kind of think that Sally from Clayton season, remember the runaway bride? who showed up for Clayton season. And then before they even had the limo entrances eliminated herself because she like, wasn't over her, what was supposed to be wedding. We never heard from her since. I don't, she didn't go to the tell all for Clayton, but in my, when I got the bachelor in paradise trailer, I put it in my transcriber because to cheat. So I didn't have to spend two minutes or three minutes, like writing out all the quotes and you have to listen back and find out who's talking. But my transcriber said that whoever it was yelling, I think Genevieve about the vibrator said that it was Sally's vibrator. So my transcriber could be wrong. They're not perfect, but they identified it as Sally. And if you listen back, it does sound like they say Sally. So I really, really hope that Sally came to Bachelor in Paradise and brought a vibrator. If I'm starting fake news, I'm sorry, but I'm admitting that I might be up the uh, right up the, um, from the beginning. So I feel like it's okay. I really hope Sally's on Bachelor in Paradise. Someone we know is on Bachelor in Paradise is Victoria Fuller. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm obsessed with Victoria Fuller ever since the Chris um, Chase Rice drama, which was when she was on Peter Weber's season and the producers invited country singer Chase Rice to perform on her one-on-one date with Peter only for it to come out that Victoria Fuller and Chase Rice knew each other and had like hooked up when he was on tour. Now that was peak television, you guys. That was Imagine on Peter's season, there was no time for ads for anything because we had so much to get through, which 
Did you guys hear that Peter and Kelly moved back together? I have tried to find out if that's true. Um, my outreach has fallen on deaf ears so far. I am not giving up hope. Maybe there's just not an official update to confirm and they're both figuring it out, but they were at the Cubs game together. Now he's up in Kelly's comments and Kelly is a beautiful girl. She posts like cute pics on Instagram. Peter's liking the photos. He's commenting after someone said they were having impure thoughts about Kelly. He said, same. He liked to comment with someone suggesting that they're happy. They found their way back to each other. I don't know why Peter would be doing this if he either wasn't trying to get Kelly's attention or confirm something. I'm sure it'll come out on Bachelors in the City if there's something to say. I'm very intrigued by these two. But Victoria F., someone else who I'm completely fascinated by, skipped Paradise last round, um, which a lot of Peter's girls did, which was interesting. It was really only Kelsey, Champagne Gate Kelsey from Peter's season. And we know Maddie Pruitt's engaged now. Hannah Ann has been dating her Rams player, Kelly might be back with Peter and that would round up Victoria F for his top five. And during the queue, she was hanging out with farmer Chris, which was my favorite story of quarantine with the exception of course of Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron, which kept me entertained for a year, actually years because of the books and everything that followed in the YouTube videos. And the, if you don't rock with me, you don't rock with me of it all. But Victoria F spent all this time in Iowa with Chris Souls. They went to this restaurant called Leaping Lizard Cafe. And if you've been listening to here from here for the right reasons for the last three years, you know that I used to talk about Leaping Lizard Cafe every week. I would find a way to bring it up because it was the only photo we got of Victoria F and Chris Souls together. And it was taken at this cafe. And it's just a wild photo of them. And it's just so confusing and amazing. And then they broke up and never really like they kind of commented on it. And we're like, yeah, we had fun, whatever. But the only real confirmation we ever got before they acknowledged it a little bit in the press was this photo of them at Leaping Lizard Cafe. And he brought her home. I'm pretty sure that's cafe. I used to know everything about it. And I apologize if I'm wrong, but it's in her hometown of like Virginia Beach or somewhere in Virginia. But we know she was in Iowa because then that's how everyone figured out when she was like posting those photos and people accused her of doing it on self-timer. But he was like, no, he took the pictures. It was just so much. That was such a fun time to be alive in Bachelor Nation as much as it was a horrible time for the world because we were in the height of COVID. The Bachelor Nation kept us guessing. You know what I mean? And it there was no infomercials. It was just pure speculation and fun and celebrity couples. And I, for one, am very excited to see Victoria F on the, on the beach in Mexico I hope she found love. I hope Chris Souls comes and tries to blow it up. I, I don't think that's happening because I haven't heard that, but I would do anything for Chris Souls to walk on the beach for so many reasons, but also because I want to see him and Victoria F interact IRL. I don't know if we're getting a lead on Paradise this time. It, they wasn't, there weren't any there. Peter declined an invite according to him based on contract reasons. Maybe it's because he was still into Kelly. I'm sure the contract reasons were part of it. We see Andrew S., um, again, I mentioned Shanae, Michael A looks like he's getting a lot of screen time. We see some engagements teased in the trailer. Um, I did see someone on Instagram say that they believe one of the pictures shown was Chris Bukowski and Katie Morton's engagement from 2019 is one of the, the things flashed. One of the proposals teased was actually old footage. Might be true. I'm sure there was engagements though. And I'm excited about that. And we have the, the format switch pretty much confirmed. I've been saying on the show for a while. I asked Ivan about it. I talked to some other Paradise alum about it. I tried to get it out of Jesse Palmer. I know he plays coy because he couldn't. But in the trailer, we see him kind of confirming this Love Island-esque switch up in which after they're coupled up, probably halfway through, they will send the girls somewhere, keep the guys on the beach, bring in new contestants for the guys, maybe also for the girls, test everybody. It's very, they call it Casa more on Love Island. And that could be an interesting way to mix things up because on, on the beaches in Paradise previously, we saw each other 
they would watch everything. And I'm sure there would, could still be, you know, hookups happening while everyone's still commingling, but it's definitely a real test to not have your partner there. And it, on Love Island, it was always, it's, it's wonderful television. So hoping something similar happens. We see um, Aaron Clancy back on the beach, but no James in sight. Paradise looks good. Um, and it was definitely like the highlight for me of these, of this mental all. And then there's the Nate of it all. The only other real headline of the mental all was Nate. In case you missed it, Nate was accused on Reality Steve, not by Reality Steve, but by women who spoke to Reality Steve of two timing them. These two women gave Reality Steve screenshots of their DMs with each other, kind of discovering that they were both dating Nate at the same time. And one of the women also claimed to have dated Nate for 18 months and didn't know he had a daughter. And it's not great. You know what I mean? Some people are like, Nate is a single dad. He didn't want to introduce someone to his daughter. I get it. And that's kind of what Nate said on the tell-all. But to not, you know, reveal a huge part of your identity as a dad is a red flag. Whether he was technically right or wrong, that's fine. And that's up for, I guess, debate and for anyone to decide. But in my opinion, it's a red flag to not even tell the person that you have a kid because in in theory, when you're having a conversation with someone over the course of 18 months, no matter how serious it is, you should probably bring up the fact that you have a kid if you care at all. Maybe these people were just hooking up and that's kind of what Nate Nate, you know, implied. He said, I would say I'm deeply sorry for the way I acted. I should have been more communicative. I should have been more clear in my intentions. So that to me means he was hooking up with these two girls and had no intention of dating them. That's totally fine, but you got to let them know. So maybe he did. And maybe these girls are want their, you know, 10 minutes of fame or whatever. And they're saying he didn't tell me he had a kid. And you were just like someone he hooked up with and checked in with every once in a while. The text messages kind of prove otherwise. There seemed to be more intimate things being exchanged. So leaving out the daughter is weird. Um, Nate also said, I pray that you forgive the man I was because I'm not the same person. Every moment and emotion that I had with Gabby was real. We both felt it. We experienced it. You know, in past relationships, I can't always say that we had the commitment of we'll be boyfriend and girlfriend. But with this, I committed to Gabby as her boyfriend and I walked into it with that lens. So that's all well and good. And I guess the right thing to say, and I'm sure maybe he means it. The guys on the show love Nate. Gabby loves Nate. They've had a great experience with him. Obviously, I don't think he's some like horrible person. But I also feel like it's kind of bizarre to commit more to Gabby, your girlfriend that you're sharing with 30 guys than these two girls you dated for 18 months. I don't know. Maybe that's me. It really does seem like ABC is giving him the, the bachelor treatment. He got the most screen time as far as like one-on-one -on -one information with Jesse. They did address everything. He also noted that his divorce was a pretty traumatizing time. The foundation that was built around his daughter crumbled and he wants to protect his daughter. I would never bring her into a situation that I felt is dangerous or unsafe. And so it made me put a wall up protecting my daughter from the instability of my dating life. I really do get all of that. I also just really don't know if it makes sense to be with someone for that long and not casually mention that you're a dad as part of your identity. Nate being the bachelor, I'm like kind of indifferent to. I think that there was definitely moments with him and Gabby that felt so genuine and clearly she feels that way. Like she still has not wavered from her support of him, which is interesting because, you know, that doesn't always happen when these things come out. The show has been supportive of him. The guys on the, the guys on the show are supportive of him. Um, Dustin and Peter have been supportive of him. I'm not saying he's not a good guy. I definitely think it's interesting. The single father idea, but like, are we supposed to believe this guy who wants to protect his daughter from an unsafe environment now is going to like potentially put her on TV or then like blow it up where he's the bachelor. So even if she's not on the show, she's obviously going to be part of it and talked about. 
I remember when they first, Nate was first had time with Gabby and he talked about being a dad and I went to his Instagram and I was like, oh, let's see her name, what picture of her, something cute. And she was nowhere to be found. I initially was like, that's amazing. He archived these photos or he doesn't share her because he's trying to protect her. And since then there has been photos of his daughter added to his Instagram. And I'm not saying that it's to like look good and get sympathy, but I'm not not saying that. And Jesse Palmer used his daughter's name. I don't know. The whole thing just is a little off to me. And I feel like I might get crap for that. And I saw on Twitter, a lot of people were rooting for Nate and do feel like he's genuine and want him to find love. And we're rooting for him and Gabby. So that's great too. So I don't know. I haven't heard otherwise. I don't know what ABC is going to do. I don't know if they were seriously 100% even going to make him The Bachelor. I don't know if that's changed. To me, he got that mental Bachelor edit. However, sometimes we think that happens and things happen, things change up. And maybe one of Gabby and Rachel's finalists who we don't know have been eliminated will be The Bachelor. Maybe it'll be two of them. Maybe they haven't decided yet. The thing is, they got to decide soon because as far as I know, production on the show will begin in September as always and air in January. So we'll have our answers to this. I am curious what people think of Nate. It's also hard, I know, to judge an edit, to judge people because anyone can come forward with allegations on TikTok or Reality Steve or to us be clear to anything. You got to do your due diligence and take everything with a grain of salt. I don't know. It's well, it's he's not totally doing it for me, but it's not like I'm going to turn off the show if they make him The Bachelor. I just I feel like that would also be a cloud that might follow him. I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. In other news, Kalen Miller Keys. And Dean Unglert are probably going to be engaged any minute now. They could be engaged by the time this recording is up because you guys, in case you missed it on Help I Suck at Dating at the beginning of the summer, Dean said he kind of went into this whole thing with Jared about like finances and how Kaylin makes more money than him. And she's the one who wants to get married. So to make it fair, he pretty much said, if she buys me a truck, I'll buy her a ring. And it's just a wild thing to say. If you've ever listened to me on um, Bravo Historians podcast, Sam, Sam Bush, um, we've gone off about Dean and Kaylin a few times. And I do feel bad because when I interview Dean and Kaylin, I find them quite charming and likable, to be honest. And they have been together for over three years. Like if it's working for them, it's fine. But to have Dean go on his podcast and say that he only wants to buy you a ring if you buy him a truck is just like icky to me. And then you have Kaylin like posting from the Toyota Toyota dealership. Oh, if you listen to Help I Suck at Dating, you know this means something. Just picked up something special for Dean. And like he has since said that he does know how he's going to propose and she's going to propose too. And I get it. Like they have these podcasts and public platforms and they need to talk about things and people ask them about getting engaged and they're just being honest. But it's so weird to me. And I just don't know how badly you should want to marry someone when you're like negotiating the, the ring or the marriage or convincing them that marriage is important because it's important to you. I just don't know how that's going to end and not saying they're committed to each other. Cause again, they've been together for three years. They've been wearing rings for like half of that time. Kaylin, I think tried to get on board with it. Doesn't matter to me. Or was just hoping Dean would always change his mind. But to me, Dean hasn't changed his mind. He's just giving in to Kaylin. And I feel like they're going to wake up one day and this is going to blow up in their faces. I don't, I don't know them personally. It's not cool of me to even say, but that's my take as a Bachelor podcast commentator. Okay, sorry, Dean and Kaylin Stans. I'm rooting for them. I don't want this to happen. I'm just, you know, reading quotes and taking that for what it is. But I'm happy for Dean if he got his new truck and hopefully Kaylin got her 4.5 carat ring that she allegedly picked out that caused Dean to have a breakdown and want this deal to be put in place. I don't know. Maybe they will get a really good ad deal with Toyota, which they can air on the next Women Tell All because they're clearly open to any sort of advertising. I feel like that's all I have to say about the Men Tell All. 
I'm excited for Fantasy Suites. I'm interested to see how they break it up. Um, I know it's going to be over the course of the next two episodes. So I don't know if they're going to do like a Gabby episode and a Rachel episode or just three men and then three more men. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really care, I guess. I think it makes sense to kind of section it off by girl, but they didn't do that for hometown. So I feel like they're not going to do it for Fantasy Suites. But what do I know? In other reality news, if you guys haven't watched Selling the OC yet, this is not Spawn, but it was... A very enjoyable couple hours of my existence recently watching Selling the OC. I think it's better than Selling Sunset because there's men on the cast and there's just like more stakes where because they're like not as good of real estate agents, like half of them just got their real estate license like yesterday to sign up for the show. I'm pretty sure I saw on TikTok that Alex Hall's license already expired. Um, whereas on Selling Sun, Selling Sunset, besides Chriselle, who was new in real estate, the other ones I think genuinely were real estate agents who clearly wanted like Hollywood careers but they weren't as intertwined with each other. And these selling the OC people, I don't know how much they knew each other before. Some of them did, the, the Alexandras, who are my absolute favorite, um, Rose and Jarvis. I'm obsessed with the Alexandras. It reminds me of, if you guys um, watch the show Recess, um, the Ashleys, or kind of like Heathers. You saw that movie with Shannon Doherty, like the Heathers, the Ashleys, the Alexandras, all icons. They had obviously, one of the Alexandras, I think Rose had been there for a while because she had drama with... Alex Holm with the other women, but, um, which they explore a little bit, but it felt like they put these people together and they like got drunk and then had to like navigate it just the, just a little bit before the camera. And then they threw the camera on in a way where again, the stakes would hire me because like all the male co-stars are married, but the women don't seem to care. Like all the drama with Kayla and Britney Snow's husband, Tyler, it's just wild to me. And like, I need to know right now if Britney Snow of pitch perfect fame of American dreams has watched this program and what she thinks of this woman trying to drunk kiss her husband more than once. Apparently it wasn't, it was off camera, but like admitted it was more than once. She has said in interviews that he was like also flirting with her. Then you have Alex Hall who was giving him a nosy that they claim isn't sexual, but a nosy is like when you put your whole mouth over someone's nose and breathe on them on the beach. Then you have Polly, the four in one stripping down naked for a bet that she made with Tyler. Cause and Tyler, if he lost that bet would have had to strip down naked and go skinny dipping in front of his co-stars as a married man, married to Britney snow. It's just these, I feel like they don't think it's weird, but it's just, it is weird. And the magic of Laguna beach maybe is just what it is. Like the OC just makes good TV. You got housewives, you got Laguna beach, the real orange County. You had scripted things obviously with desperate housewives. Actually, I don't, that was Mysteria lane. I don't know where that actually took place, but with the OC, it's just, it's such a good show. And even though I'm sure a lot of it is fake, it came off real to me. And I'm choosing to believe that selling the OC is real. Even though I heard on Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald that when Jason Oppenheim was seemingly closing a deal, he had the Daily Mail up on his on his um, computer screen. But that's okay, because guess what? I read the Daily Mail at work too. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in to Here for the Right Reasons. That was a solo recap ramble. If you've been watching Selling the OC, please DM me. If you have thoughts about the mental all and Nate potentially being The Bachelor and the VIP trailer, please DM me. I love talking to you guys about the show. And I'll be back next week, hopefully with a guest, but who knows? Um, recapping the first part of Fantasy Suites. I hope everyone has an awesome Labor Day weekend. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and come back next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.